All right, good to see everybody here in church tonight. Let's all take our hymn books as we all stand and go to hymn 869. Hymn 869, brethren, we have met to worship. That's what we've come to do tonight, church, is worship the King of Kings. Amen. On that first, here we go. special things in store for the service tonight, praying the Lord would meet with us in a special way. But we're going to give ourselves to prayer tonight, much of it. And uh, I want to encourage you uh, to be in prayer for the young people as we prepare to take the juniors and the teens to camp tomorrow. And so I'll share a little bit more about that here in a few moments. But let's open our service in a word of prayer and ask the Lord's blessing on this evening. Brother Scott Moore, it's good to have you back with us. Brother Scott recently had surgery, and so you be in prayer for him and his recovery. Uh, but if you would, Brother Scott, open us in a word of prayer.
Yes. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. I want to share just a few things tonight. Uh, if you need a bulletin, if you would, just slip your hand up. Brother Jacob has some of those in the back. And at the very top, I want you to take note uh, that we have the junior campers and the teen campers' names in here. And uh, here in a little while, we're going to be spending some time in prayer. And I want to encourage you. We're going to start this this evening. And uh, I want to encourage you, starting tonight... Uh, all the way until Friday specifically, but I would encourage you even on through uh, to pray for our young people. Uh, but for the next six days, I want to encourage you uh, to pray for these individuals, these junior campers, teen campers, those who are going with them by name uh, starting tonight. And so we're going to start that here at the church tonight. And uh, you'll see some of the names here, the teen camp side. You'll see Holly, Kaylee, Jared, Eric, Jacob, Landon, and Jonathan. They're going to be going to our teen camp up in uh, Athens, Tennessee area, and so about three and a half hours away, you'd be in prayer for them. And then about an hour, hour and a half up the road, our junior campers is going to be Noah, Jacob, Luke, James, Ethan, John, Allie, Gracie, Chloe, Izzy, Laney, Emily, and Jack. And uh, this will be a group that's going to our junior camp. And so uh, tonight, here in just a little while, we're going to spend some time in prayer, and uh, I want to uh, challenge you. I really do. I hope you take the challenge, but I'm going to challenge you for the next six days to bathe these names in prayer as they go to the camps. And so uh, keep note of that. You can hold on to it here in just a little while. We're going to spend some time in prayer, and uh, you can have that before you as we do. Underneath that, you'll see our uh, Young Adult New Journeys Conference, and that is uh, going to be taking place also this upcoming week. And so there's details over there on the table there. You can get with Brother John, uh, Sean and uh, Miss Jennifer, and they can get you the information for that, uh, young adults. And uh, many of you know already, but if you do have questions, get with them. And at the very uh, bottom, you'll see our Generation and Generation Youth Conference. Again, Friday and Saturday, July 29th and 30th. We had a good meeting this past week uh, with those who are going to be helping us in that meeting. Uh, over at uh, the Family Life Center, and they're going to be taking care of all of the major things for us so we can just come in and put the meeting on. And so you be in prayer for that. Be in prayer for Brother Joseph Brown and Brother Ed Loney. And then, as I mentioned this morning, the Clarksville Evening School of the Bible, uh, we want to encourage you to go ahead and register if you are planning on taking that so we can get the curriculum ordered for you uh, and get everything here, okay? Uh, but again, our service is going to be a little bit different uh, tonight as we are going to give ourselves to a lot of prayer uh, for the upcoming week. And uh, we've done this uh, in times past, not only for junior camp and teen camp, but we've done this for uh, major meetings that we've had and also uh, certain times whenever we were as a church praying for some direction. And uh, I just truly believe the Lord uh, desires that we would spend some time in prayer as a church family tonight. And so I'm going to be speaking on that uh, in corporate prayer and uh, us going together uh, in on prayer and just giving ourselves to it. But uh, I do want to encourage you to be flexible. We have some things uh, planned for this evening that I pray will be a blessing to you. Uh, but let's go ahead and stand one more time. Brother Zach is going to come and lead us in another hymn, and then we'll fellowship here in a few moments, and uh, we have some other things planned and in store for the evening. But you be in prayer about all that. But turn over to hymn 434, hymn 434. Brother Zach's going to come lead us in a couple hymns. 434, he keeps me singing, amen, on that first. Here we go. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. 
fear not, I am with thee, peace be still, in all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. keeps me singing. Amen. Keeps me looking forward to something. All right. Amen. Thank God for it. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to sing our fellowship song tonight. Uh, if you're visiting here with us tonight, we want to welcome you to Gateway Baptist Church. And uh, folks, let's let's welcome them uh, as we fellowship here in just a moment. But we're going to sing a little bit of that 52, To God Be the Glory. Amen. And we'll sing that first verse in chorus and then we'll fellowship a little bit tonight. Here we go.
Y'all join me on that last verse and chorus as we prepare for the offering tonight. Here we go. Great things He had taught us, great things He had done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory. Great things He has done. Amen. Amen. We're going to spend just a moment in prayer. And then I'll come back here in just a second after the prayer and say just a word. Uh, but we have some special things planned here in a few moments. I'm going to have Brother Zach sing a song uh, during the uh, offertory. And uh, I want to encourage you. Many of you have heard this song. Uh, and so uh, it is not something that for many of you is going to be new. But I want you to listen to the words of this song. Uh, because here in a few moments we're going to have a time of testimonies. And then we will also spend some time in prayer. And then we have a, a duet by Brother Austin Miss Megan that they'll be singing before I preach. Uh, but we're going to give ourselves a prayer uh, this evening. But I want to encourage you before we go to the Lord in prayer uh, that we would share some testimonies about the Lord's goodness in our lives. And uh, praise Him for it. And if the Lord is, is working in your life, uh, why don't you let us know that. Uh, praise the Lord with us this evening. And uh, don't hold it to yourself. Uh, and I, I've said this before. Some of you might think, oh, my, my testimony, it, no, no one's going to care. You never know how the Lord's going to use your testimony. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's not about you anyways. It's all about Him. And uh, what He did in your life might speak to someone else. And so I want to encourage you to share a testimony if the Lord leads you to here in a few moments. But I'm going to have Brother Jonathan come lead us in a word of prayer. And uh, you pray for these young people as they prepare for uh, junior camp and teen camp. But he's going to lead us in a word of prayer. And then, Brother Zach, you sing that song. Y'all listen to the words of this song here in a few minutes. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for uh, the opportunity that you've given us to come to your house, God, and worship you, God, and learn more about you, God. Lord, I pray that you'd use this offering, God, for your honor, for your glory, God. And God, I pray that we uh, listen to the words that are spoken tonight, God. I pray that we would apply them to our hearts, God. And Lord, I pray for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Looking back along these winding. 
That's many of ours a testimony this evening, isn't it? The Lord's just been so good to us. And uh, I want to take some time this evening and uh, give some time to some testimonies for just a little while. Uh, and again, I, I want to encourage you, uh, maybe that song, just the simple three words, God's been good, uh, is all you want to acknowledge this evening. I want to encourage you uh, to share that this evening. But who wants to start us off this evening with a testimony? Maybe you want to thank the Lord for your salvation. Yes, sir. Brother Ron. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was telling everybody that today we celebrated our 67th anniversary. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, congratulations, y'all. Congratulations. 57 years. Praise the Lord. Who wants to go next? Yes, sir. Brother Ken. Uh, praise God. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Miss Kayla, you can't be doing that. About called on you there. When you want you put your hand back behind you. Amen. Who wants to go next? Who wants to go next? Don't be shy this evening. Let's praise the Lord together. Yes, Miss Autumn. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some new faces in there, too, for you. Praise the Lord there. Miss Althea. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think we all have a, a family member or, or someone close to us that's lost, right? And uh, lift them up in prayer. She said she's going to keep praying for them every single day. Praise the Lord. Anyone else tonight? Yes, ma'am. A lot of them, a lot of kids running around here. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Yes, ma'am.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thankful for the young people who want to serve. I was looking down here just a few minutes ago, and I looked over at Luke. He was over here about to take up the offering. I just smirked at him. He smirked at me. And, uh, you know, I love it. I, I love seeing these young people just wanting to get involved in, in serving. It's, it's encouraging. Praise the Lord. Miss Lisa, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We'll get you plugged in. Miss Kelly came up to me already and told me you want to get involved in the nursing home. We'll do it. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else tonight? Yes, ma'am. Amen. be in prayer for Miss Michelle and her mom. Her mom just received some news. Uh, and so uh, be in prayer for her uh, in the upcoming uh, weeks and months as she continues to uh, receive treatment. And Lord willing, we'll see a turn uh, in her health. But be in prayer for her. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Yes, sir. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I truly believe when we send our, our young people to camp, the Lord's going to speak. I truly believe that. Uh, and one of the things that I would encourage you over this next week to pray about is not that the Lord would speak. He's going to speak. Uh, pray for tender hearts, uh, yielded lives in, in, in these times. You know, last year I was, I was reminded of this as we took our juniors and we took our juniors, and so often we think of uh, young people, and we say, well, when they hit 13, then all of a sudden that's whenever the Lord will start speaking to them and making those decisions. And uh, we were there, and we have a picture. We had three of our young men that went to camp, uh, and we, as we were at junior camp, I remember Caleb, Jacob, and uh, who was the other? Who was the other? Landon. Uh, I have the picture they came and they said, we don't know what the Lord wants. It, it may be the Lord might be calling us to preach. It may be ministry. It may be something else. But we just want to come and, and surrender our lives to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we, we sometimes get into a box and we say, oh, the Lord will start speaking to him at this age. No, the Lord can start speaking now. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a couple of months ago, my son got saved at the age of five years old. Why? Not because he was sitting under daddy's preaching. As a matter of fact, daddy wasn't even the one who was preaching. It was just simply the simple fact of he heard the Word of God preached. He's, he's grown in a home where the Word of God uh, has preeminence. He comes to a, the church where the Word of God has preeminence. He's heard the Word of God, and the Lord was speaking to him. And, uh, you know, the Lord is desiring to speak. It's just oftentimes we're not, we're not listening. And so pray for soft hearts and uh, that those children and those teenagers would hear the Word of God and respond to the Word of God. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm thrilled to see what the Lord is going to do. Uh, but I'll hold off on the preaching until it's time, all right? Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. Brother Bill. Yeah, no kidding. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just too much thanking for, isn't there? Amen. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Sean's thankful that someone cared about bus kids too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thankful for uh, them taking that ministry and continuing serving there and looking forward to, you know, we're, we're emphasizing uh, the Lord speaking to our young people, but we've got a group of young adults that's going up to a meeting this upcoming week as well and bathing them in prayer. The Lord's working and uh, it's exciting. Praise the Lord. I saw a hand over here. Yes, ma'am.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I remember when y'all visited, and uh, they plugged in, and uh, it's been exciting. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Jack, yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen there. Anyone else tonight? Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. You know, the, the countless times that we don't even probably know where the Lord has protected us from or in the midst of it. And uh, I remember one time being a teenager and my, my dad used to drink, still does drink. And, and I remember him drinking heavily. And we got into the car uh, one night and I, I knew he was drunk. We were driving about 45 minutes up the road. And I'll tell you what, I was scared to death. And I was a teenager at this time. And I was I knew I was lost. This is really when the Lord began to really work in my life for about two years, just work in my life. And I remember sitting in the back seat just holding on, I mean, holding on for, for dear life, hoping he was going to make it home. And uh, the Lord protecting in that in that moment. There's so many times when the Lord's protected us, and so praise the Lord for that. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Anyone else tonight? I don't know if I can trust you. Miss Holly? Paisley and her family. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ms. Carna. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else tonight? Yes, ma'am.
Praise the Lord. Y'all excited and y'all nervous? Yes? No? Praise the Lord. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Noah? Amen. Think he's think he's the son of a preacher? He said, whenever the Lord tells you to do something, you do it. <laughs> Preach on then. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Say that one more time. I couldn't hear it. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good week. Anyone else tonight? LaShawn. You know, uh, man has a clock, a countdown sometimes, but uh, the Lord's ultimately the one who, who holds control of that, and uh, praise the Lord for it. Praise the Lord for it. Anyone else this evening? Anyone else? Brother John. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else tonight? Yes, ma'am.
influence. Praise the Lord. Anyone else this evening? Anyone else? Going once? Got to scan. I'm trying to scan. It's hard to scan this far. But Ken. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Going once? Miss Kelly? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? Going once? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We'd all be here uh, all night if we began to share everything we're thankful for. The Lord's just so good. So good. Amen. Anyone else? Going twice? I don't want to pass anyone up, but. Jack? Praise the Lord. 
Anyone else? All right, where's Brother Austin, Miss Megan? I'm going to have y'all go ahead and make y'all's way on up. They're going to be singing for us this evening. And uh, appreciate them. And Brother Austin taking the, the choir ministry. I know I enjoy leading the choir, but at the same time, uh, as Miss Kelly already mentioned, uh, the Lord has given us uh, people who want to serve. And uh, uh, he's doing a great job and thankful for them. And uh, them moving here a couple of years ago to be a blessing has been a blessing. I'm thankful for our piano player over here who just happens to be this one's mama. And uh, thankful for her and uh, the investment, you know, uh, that she has made in the music ministry as well. And uh, thankful that we're able to serve the Lord together. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share this uh, testimony and then I'll, I'll hand it over to them to sing. Uh, but there, there's... Truly, as you go and you look back, and, and for me personally, and, and taking Gateway Baptist Church and becoming the second pastor of the church, you, you begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you truly have? What do you, what do you have in store? What do you see? And the Lord gives so many different desires within your heart. Uh, he begins to bring things to your mind that you'd say, I, I, I could never do that. Uh, he brings things to your mind that you say, I just don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I want that. And uh, over the course of time, he begins to work all of those things out and to be here. Uh, yesterday, I was standing up in the uh, Future Auditorium, and I was just standing on the platform. And as I was standing there, I was, I'm, I'm a person who visualizes. And I just was looking out there, and I just was envisioning just a, a church full of people singing to God be the glory. And um, what the Lord has done and, and what He is doing right now, I, I just don't know that it compares in the, into the, the simple fact that He's going to do so much more. Uh, and that's the exciting part. You know, sometimes we get to a place and we say, oh man, that was, that, that's it, it was great, that's great. Uh, but the Lord's not finished. Uh, and the Lord just continues to work. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do in the near future and uh, praying for the Lord's direction and guidance in our church. But uh, the Lord has truly given me a, a, a desire and a, a burden and a passion to pastor this church uh, that whenever you start pastoring, uh, you just you just really you don't know what, what's in store. I remember Brother Scott, you and I having the conversation on the phone, and y'all were looking for a church home, and you asked me, you said, well, how long do you plan on staying? I said, man, I don't know how long I plan on staying. It's just, you know. But now I look and I say, I don't want to leave, ever. And, uh, you know, and you think about those types of things, and, and uh, the Lord's just been so good, hasn't he? And uh, I'm looking forward to everything that he has in store. And I want to say we love you, we're thankful for you, and the church family the Lord's given us. And uh, we wouldn't be here uh, in the midst of all of this, uh, right this very moment, if the Lord hadn't brought you along the way. And uh, we're thankful for you. But you listen to this song here in a few moments. We'll be in the book of Acts for a few moments and uh, dealing with the subject of prayer this evening. And we'll give ourselves much to prayer here in just a few moments. But you be in prayer for the quarters as they sing, okay? Started over again. 
vessel of honor I am today, all because Jesus didn't throw the clay away. He is the potter, and I am the clay, molded in his image. He wants me to stay. But when I stumble and I fall, and my vessel breaks, he just picks up the pieces, he doesn't throw the clay Praise the Lord. I, I'm thankful that he continues uh, to do that work, and he doesn't just throw the clay away. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter number 2 for just a few moments, if you would, and for just a little while, I, I won't be long this evening, uh, but I want to share some things that I pray will encourage you concerning the, the subject matter of prayer. And, uh, you know, prayer, uh, I love dealing with this subject. I've preached many, many messages on prayer and different passages that uh, deal with the subject of prayer. I believe it's something that we as Christians oftentimes we, we neglect. Uh, we've never truly, in, in many cases, in many of our lives, we've never truly accessed uh, the opportunity to spend time in prayer and commune with the Lord like we ought to. And if you don't have a prayer life, I want to encourage you to start. Uh, it, it's something that is just a, uh, an encouraging time. It's a rewarding time. It's a humbling time. There's so much whenever you give yourself to prayer that you begin to realize uh, about the, the, the Lord in your personal life. And in Acts chapter number 2, I want you to notice for just a few moments, I want you to notice the very first couple of words, verse number 42 of Acts chapter number 2. The first four words, or the first three words, uh, are so vitally important because they begin to reveal that this is something that had been going on. It was not something that just, you know, all of a sudden started. At some point in time, you have to realize that there has to be a starting point, but there also needs to be a continuation of that. Uh, far too often, there is a starting point, and then if we're not careful, that starting point starts on one day, and the end point starts the very next day. Because we don't have the patience, we don't have the, the diligence, we don't have the determination or the grit or, or the willingness to give ourselves to the matter of prayer. Notice what the Bible says in verse number 42. It says, and they continued steadfastly. Now it goes on to deal with much in this passage of Scripture. It says in the Apostles' Doctrine, 
and in fellowship and in breaking of bread. And then the notice the last couple of words and in prayers. As you go and you look at different portions of Scripture, you'll find that Paul placed much emphasis on the subject matter of prayer. And we begin to see that he is pointing people oftentimes to the Lord, as we made reference to this morning. But in this passage of Scripture, we see that the Bible says, and they continued. This was something that had been going on. And this evening, as we come to this subject of prayer, I wonder if in your own personal life, if you have ever come to the place where you made a conscious decision that I'm not just going to consider prayer, I'm going to pray. You see, many times we, we consider the option of prayer. We, we almost treat prayer and, and taking things to the Lord as a, a, a last resort if we're not careful. Problems come your way and situations arise and uh, there are issues or trials and we begin to try to navigate our way through those trials or those difficulties or those conversations or those situations. And then when we come to the end of ourselves, we find ourselves either reading the Bible in our homes or sitting in a service or something just begins to click. We hear something, maybe a preacher is preaching and the preacher begins to say that you need to give yourself to prayer and it's as though something clicks and we say, oh, I guess that's true, we ought to pray. I remember having multiple times whenever people have come up to me and, and, and over the last seven years will discuss the, the problem and one of the questions I ask is, have you prayed about it? Not every time. Very few times, but still sometimes, when the question is asked, the answer has been, no, I haven't. And I wonder this evening, if that's where you are this evening, if you found yourself in a place where you just haven't even started praying. Or maybe you did start, but you've stopped and you're no longer continuing to pray. I remember... Whenever we had first come and I could share story after story of the, the Lord just answering prayers, even over the last couple of months, the Lord has continued to answer prayers. But I remember certain times whenever we were praying about things and the Lord would just confirm either through his word or by the words that someone had shared with me or something. But the Lord would use something to confirm those things. And I would go back and I would remember praying about specifically those things. In Acts chapter number two. The Bible says in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly. Now notice this word steadfastly is not a word that just kind of means that they kind of made their way through it. They were diligent about it. They were serious about it. It's kind of like, uh, I like to relate things to sports because I grew up playing sports, but it's kind of like in the off season. We used to, whenever I played in the middle school, we would uh, play on an AAU team as well. And after the season was over, the, the coach would pull one of us to the side. Each of us would have the time to meet with the coach. And the coach would pull us to the side and he would say, these are the things that you need to work on in the off season." And in the off-season, oftentimes was where someone would go in and they might be just an average basketball player or athlete on the team, but they would take what the, the, the coach had said, that you need to work on these things, and they would be diligent about it. They'd wake up every morning and they would work on the things the coach said. They would work throughout the day. They would work in, late in the evening working on those things. Then comes around the next season and you say, man, this dude's gotten good because they were diligent about it. And I wonder tonight, have you been diligent in your prayer life? You know, in the Christian life and in life in general, this is something that I've learned to be true, and we've all been here before, but it's easy for us to complain about it, isn't it? Uh, we can, I mean, we can get on our soapbox and we can complain about all of the problems that we have and neglect taking it to the Lord in prayer. 
And we do that sometimes if we're not careful. Take your Bibles, if you would, and go with me to the book of Habakkuk for just a few moments. I want to share just some passages of Scripture on the subject of prayer this evening for you. And I want you to notice some things that take place as you go and you think about the subject matter of prayer. You begin to think about even Daniel. Daniel had some companions that he prayed with. And tonight, if I could encourage you in a couple of things, I would encourage you to find a companion to pray with. An individual in the local church that you can pull to the side and that you can uh, bathe things in prayer, whether that is a prayer partner, whether that is someone in the, the church that you just can count on. Anytime you're at the house of God, you know you can pray with that person about things. Hey, I would encourage couples this evening to spend some time in prayer and to, to bathe the church and to bathe your family and to bathe the Lord's will for your life in prayer and to just spend some time in prayer. It's a serious thing. And tonight, as we mention the companions and the, the couples praying, we come to the simple fact of what we are going to do here in a few moments, and that is this, the church praying together. The church praying together. If you were to, to go and you were to consider the prayer life that you currently have, and it's been asked many, many times, but within our church, if our church is moving forward, if our church's growth, if our church's spiritual health, if you would, was dependent upon your prayer life, how spiritual and how healthy would our church be? It's a sobering thought. As you begin to ask that question, if the church's health was dependent upon my personal prayer life, how healthy would it be? Would we be right this very moment going and getting the, the, the headstone prepared and digging the grave and saying, well, we're going to go ahead and bury the church because it's dead? Or is your prayer life an active one? Is it a vibrant one? Is it a real one? Is it a serious one today? Whereas you think about your prayer life, you say, no, I truly bathe in prayer much. I labor in prayer. Listen, prayer is a hard thing to do. It's not easy. I remember we had a gentleman in our in our. Uh, in our college, and I was his RA one year, one of the, 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 the best prayer warriors I have ever met in my life. And Miss Doyle, you know him. Roman. Roman, I was his RA, and I would play basketball, and I would work, and so when I would come back to the dorm, I would find oftentimes Roman in my dorm room. The RA was the only one who had the their own room, and so Roman would often ask me if he could go and he could use my bedroom to study or to do whatever he needed to do concerning prayer or preparation in some of the ministries. And I would tell him, if I'm not there, you're welcome to it. You, you can use it. And there were many times whenever I would walk into my dorm room and I would see Roman. I, I spent time in prayer with Roman. I, I know how Roman prayed. Roman was not one who flippantly prayed. Roman was not one who casually prayed. But Roman was one who labored in prayer. And I remember multiple occasions walking in and, and walking into the room after a long evening away on a basketball trip. And I'd walk in and I'd turn the light on and Roman was in the, the, the position of praying on his knees. And he would be praying and he had done fallen asleep in the midst of all of that. And I'd wake him up. And he would go right back to his room, and I'd see him getting some stuff prepared. He'd walk out into the living room, and he'd start praying again. The Lord used Roman in my life during that season of being an RA to instill some things on the seriousness of prayer. But I remember whenever I truly got serious about praying, and I remember sitting there, and I said, okay, I'm going to start praying in the morning, and I'm going to start praying in the evening. 
And don't try to get all spiritual on me here now. I know this is how some of you are because I wrestled with it and it's hard. But I remember when I first started praying, I, I said, all right, I'm going to set my alarm at, at 6.30 or 7. I've got to be to class at this time. I'm going to spend 15, 20 minutes in prayer. And you know how this is. You go and you, you get your phone and you set that, that alarm. And you set that alarm or that timer and you just set it to the side and you start praying. About two and a half minutes in, you're looking over at that thing and you're like, man, it's only been two and a half minutes. Why? It's hard. It's hard. It's a spiritual work that is taking place. You're laboring in prayer and you're, you're trying to pray. But what's happening? Your mind sometimes is distracted. You're hearing things. You're, you're trying to plan for the day. You're, you're trying to, to think about all these things. In the midst of praying about something spiritual and serious, all of a sudden you hit a rabbit trail because something came to your mind. It's a work. You've got to work at it. As we begin to think about prayer and the seriousness of prayer, I want to encourage you tonight that as we labor in prayer that you get serious about it. You know, one of the hardest reasons or one of the main reasons oftentimes that people stop praying is because if we're not careful, we think God should answer our prayers the way we think they should be answered. Habakkuk chapter number 3, notice what the Bible says. Verse number 17, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, the field shall not yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Are you telling me, as I read this verse a couple of years ago and preached out of this passage, and, and I remember reading this and I was thinking, you're telling me in verse number 17 it says that the fig tree is not going to blossom. There's going to be no fruit on the vines. The, the labor of the olive shall fail. I mean, it just continues to get worse and worse. The field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. And you begin to read that portion of Scripture. As you come to the book of Habakkuk, some things have been determined. No matter what takes place, God is still worthy. God is still good. Can I share with you, some of you have stopped praying because you said the Lord didn't answer my prayer the way I needed it to be answered. Can I share with you, the Lord doesn't fail in answering prayers. The way that you think it needed to be answered is exactly how it was answered. God did not, did not make a mistake in answering your prayer. God makes no mistakes in answering our prayers. And God makes no mistake in anything in our lives. And sometimes if we're not careful, we say, well, I'm not going to pray any longer because I've been let down too, too many times. And we begin to think about all of the many times that we prayed and something did not go our way. Can I share with you that I have been praying for my father since I had gotten saved. Sixteen years old. I've been praying for my father ever since there. Fourteen years later, my father is still unsaved. Does that mean I stop praying? No. I continue to labor. But Cyrus, I would imagine y'all prayed for your grandchildren many, many times. Many, many times you probably took them to church, and many, many times they came out still unsaved. Until one day. There have been some of you who have prayed and you've labored in prayer about certain things of the Lord directing you or answering prayers or doing this or that. Brother John, as your testimony, ten years. Laboring in prayer and at some point just wondering. 
But now look. You see, in the Lord's timing, He makes no mistakes. As you come to the subject matter of prayer and you begin to think about the church praying together, you begin to think about what the Lord has concerning the church. Go with me to the book of Acts one more time, chapter number 12. As you come to Acts chapter number 12 and you begin to think about the church and our opportunity tonight to bathe these young people in prayer and labor in prayer together as a church. This morning we looked at the the church together because we knew we were going to be emphasizing some things concerning prayer. Notice what is taking place. You begin to ask the question tonight, what could I do while these young people are gone? Now notice in Acts chapter number 12, the people who are praying are not with Peter. Notice what the Bible says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Now that statement means to torment, it means to harm. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. And then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarantinians of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth, To the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but the prayer, notice this now, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Unto God for him. Verse number six, and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Look, Peter, he understands, hey, the Lord's got this. I have no concern whatsoever. The Lord's going to take care of all of these things. Talk about the peace of God and the child of God's life. Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. As you go on and you read chapter number 12, you come to realize some things that are taking place. And we don't have time to acknowledge everything in this passage, but I do want to bring your attention back to verse number 5 because this is where the church plays a vital part tonight. We're about to send some young people off to a teen camp and to a junior camp. And while they go to that junior camp and while they go to that teen camp, you're going to have an opportunity to pray for them. Each and every day you're going to be able to wake up You're going to be able to pull this bulletin out. You're going to be able to pray for Holly. You're going to be able to pray for Kaylee and Jared and Jonathan and Eric and Jacob and Landon as they're away. Landon, not Landon. At team camp. You're going to be able to bathe them in prayer. And then you're going to look over to your right and you're going to see that junior camp is taking place. You're going to be able to look over at the names of Noah, Jacob, Luke, James, Ethan, John, Jack, Allie, Gracie, Chloe, Izzy, Laney, and Emily. And you're going to be able to pray and bathe them in prayer. Verse number 5, the Bible says, Peter therefore was kept in prison. He's not with the church at this time. He's not with the people at this time. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in verse number 6 exactly where he was. He was sleeping between two soldiers. The Bible says in verse number 5, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Can I encourage you tonight that you would give yourself to prayer and that you would make it a priority if for nothing else, to pray for these young people. To bathe them in prayer. To bathe each of them by name in prayer and ask the Lord to speak to each of them. 
Could I encourage you not to get caught up into the habit of just very simply saying, Lord, be with these young people this week. No, 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 no. Go through the list. Talk to them. Lord, be with Holly this week as she's about to graduate in just a year. Lord, begin to speak to her and reveal to her what you have for her. Lord, begin to, to do a work in Kaylee's life as she has a bright future and she loves music. and she, Lord, you're molding her in some areas. Lord, use her in the talent she has. Lord, this Jared is called to preach. And Lord, you have something for him. And Lord, you might be calling him to preach and go off to Bible college and then serve in a local church. Lord, do a work this week and you go down the list. You begin to pray for Jonathan. And you begin to pray for Eric. You begin to pray for Jacob and Lanham and you're bathing them in prayer. And getting serious about it. Because here's what's going to happen. These young people are going to come back. They're going to stand on this platform. They're going to share some testimonies. And they're going to look at you and they're going to say, thank you for praying for me. And then they're going to go about, they're going to serve in the local church and you're going to stand off to the side and you're going to notice that God did something this week. You say, are you, are you already saying that God's going to do something? I'm confident God's going to do something this week. I'm not saying I hope God does something. I'm saying God's going to do something this week. And I want to have a part in praying for what is going to take place in these young people's lives. Let me for just a moment, for those of the ones who are here, if I call your name, I want you to come forward for just a moment. Miss Holly, Miss Kaylee, Jared, Jonathan, Eric, Jacob, Lanny, y'all come over here for just a moment if you would. Junior campers, y'all come over here if you're here. Noah, Jacob, Luke, James, John, Ethan, Jack, Allie, Gracie, Chloe, Izzy, Laney, and Emily. If y'all are here, y'all come on over here for a moment. Some sharp young people, right? So why'd you bring them up? Because I want you to see something for a few moments. I want you to look at these young people. This is who you're praying for. The next generation. The next generation of young people. What could God do? As you begin to think about these young people right here, these ones over here, we're here. We have pictures of, uh, of the Hodges boys when we first came here on staff. They were just little, little boys. And all of a sudden, they shot up. They're praying about what the Lord's will is in their life. But they were there. See, these young people are going to go up to Fairview Baptist Camp in Athens, Tennessee, and they're going to take part in a church camp. These young people are going to travel to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and they're going to take part in a church camp in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You know what we get to rejoice in? That the God, is, that the God that's working over there in Athens, Tennessee is the same God that's going to be working over here in Murfreesboro. That's the exciting thing. You see, the church in verse number 5 was not with Peter, but the Bible says, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church and of God for him. I want to challenge every single one of you that are here tonight to bathe these young people in prayer. I'm pleading with you. I'm begging of you. I remember before we would go to teen camps, men like Paul Elder and men like Al Coppock who would pull me to the side and just pull me to the side and give me a hug and say, hey, I'm praying for you this week. It do some of you this evening, 
some good after the service to pull some of these young people to the side and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. That young person's going to come back. They're probably going to wrap their arms around you and say, thank you for praying for me. Tonight, the challenge is very simple. As you come to Acts chapter number 2, you begin to see that it was steadfast. It wasn't something that was just kind of casual. It wasn't something that they were just going to do if they had the time, but they were serious about it. They were dedicated to it. If you have to set an alarm on your phone multiple times throughout the day to stop for three to five minutes and just pray for these young people, then do it. In the morning when you wake up, pray for these young people. In the evening when you wake up, pray for these young people and ask for God to do something. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Lord, we do thank you tonight. We thank you for your goodness. Oh, these young people are excited. They're ready to go. They're wired. Lord, we're asking that you would do a work. Work that only you can accomplish. Lord, the church tonight is asking, what can we do? We can pray. Lord, may you knit our hearts together tonight. A matter of prayer. May there be parents that pray with their young people. May there be young men who pray together. May there be young ladies who pray together. Lord, may we find our youth group and our junior campers and our teen department growing closer this week. Lord, it's nothing that the preacher brings to the table. Lord, it's nothing that we do. It's only the work that you do. Lord, we need you. Lord, as we spend some time in prayer as a church family tonight, Lord, we're asking that you would have your will and have your way. Take this time. Lord, cement some things within our hearts. As the young people go to camp, may there be some individuals that are staying back that would say, you know what, moving forward, I'm going to start praying and I'm going to get serious about it. Lord, start something tonight that's going to last for eternity. I pray that your will be accomplished and we'll thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Maybe there's some church members tonight. The young people are here. Some of them are praying together. Some of them with their parents. But maybe there's some church members tonight that want to find themselves at the altar and just spend some time in prayer for the young people that are here. Can I encourage you that you're investing in them through prayer and God is going to do the work. You can have a part in that.
as Zach keeps singing, I just want to say a few words. How many of you know this song? For Zach, if you would, go ahead and sing that second verse. And when we get to that chorus, let's join in as a choir tonight. And lift our voices up and sing this song. God's been good. And he's been so good to us. And I believe he'd be honored in that. So, Brother Zach, you sing that second voice. We'll come in as one choir together this evening. Time to play and I can see I've cried those bitter tears But I felt his arms around me As I faced my darkest fears I've had more gains than losses And I've known more joy than hurt As his grace rolled down upon me send our junior campers and our teen campers off to teen camp and junior camps and tomorrow Lord we're asking you to do a work that only you can do or we're going to travel we're going to sleep we're going to do activities we're going to sit into the preaching and there's going to be a time Lord each and every single day to respond to the preaching of your word Lord may the auditorium in both of those camps be filled with young people who I want to be obedient to you. Young people who want to please their Heavenly Father. Young people who want to make a difference in reaching this world. Lord, may the auditoriums be filled with young people who want to be hearers and doers also. And Lord, that they come back to the church. And they share all that you've done. And Lord, that it would ignite a fire not only in their hearts, but in the heart of the church. Lord, that our church would get on fire. Lord, we'd go and share the gospel with our community. Lord, we continue doing what we've been doing, but Lord, that we would get passionate about it. Lord, that we wouldn't just use it as a checklist or a, a time slot, but Lord, that we would get serious about it. 
Lord, the words of that song, God's been good. Lord, I don't know that we could stand tonight and share testimony after testimony and truly describe the goodness that you've given us in our lives. But Lord, I pray that you've been honored. Lord, as we dismiss here in a few moments, I pray that you would just dismiss us with safety and bring us back tomorrow, Lord, as we head out. Lord, that you'd provide safety on the roads, and Lord, that you would be with the meetings, be with both of the preachers as they preach the Word of God. I pray that you'd fill them with your Spirit, Lord, that you'd empty them of themselves, and Lord, that you would use them in a mighty way. Lord, just as much as we need you, Lord, they need you. So, Lord, I pray that you would guide us now, be the remaining parts of this service, dismiss us with safety, and Lord, help us to give ourselves to prayer. And we'll thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. God's been good, hasn't he? Can I encourage you, don't, don't stop praising him. As you head out the doors, praise him. Tonight when you close your eyes and head to bed, praise him. You wake up tomorrow, praise him. And uh, give the Lord all the glory that he's uh, due within our lives. I want to ask you to go ahead and stand. We're going to be dismissing our prayer. And You've heard the announcements multiple times. If you missed it today or the last couple of weeks, then... Uh, I have failed you, and uh, but we've tried. So uh, be aware of everything. Young people need to be here at 7 a.m., 6.30, what time? Teenagers. Uh, and 2.30 for the, the uh, junior campers, and we'll head on up and uh, go to Bill Rice Ranch as well, okay? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Anything else that needs to be announced? Okay. Let's be dismissed in word of prayer and ask the Lord to dismiss us with safety. I want to encourage you to stay in fellowship. Let these young people know that you're praying for them. And I know that they would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. But let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Brother Sean Frost, if you would. As the sun rose that morning on the day of Job's trial, he rose up to serve God as any other day. Bound and determined to live in God's favor And nothing would stand in His way Then the messengers came one by one with their stories In just a few moments, Job lost all he had Great wealth and riches and the health of his body And even his children were dead the Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job's wife came before him to voice her opinions. She said you should end it, just curse God and die. Job rose from the ashes and looked toward the heavens. He brushed back the tears in his eyes. He said, The Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When trouble Come silently, blessed be the name. When storms blow by me, blessed be the name. When Satan comes oppressing me, blessed be the name. I'll still serve God faithfully, blessed be the name.
liveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord. This way. 